0: Good afternoon, and thank you for enjoying it with a six-pack, the Scani Six-Pack, the only podcast that's bringing you the top stories in Wisconsin sports every single day. I'm your host, Kedrick Summers and you can follow me on Twitter, at Kedrick Stumbrus, and follow the podcast, at Scani Six-Pack, to get the latest updates in Wisconsin sports. We have a fantastic Thursday to recap for you before we get into the weekend preview itself, too, all on this pod. And look, I'm going to say right off of that, yesterday, great, great, great Wisconsin sports day. Brewers get a win. And are headed into the weekend with one game edge to wrap, to finish off, sorry, the four game series they have against the San Diego Padres. And then some really great Wisconsin Badgers news, some really great Milwaukee Bucks news before they start around one of the playoffs this weekend as well. Just a great Thursday in Wisconsin sports and should be a great weekend overall. So as I mentioned first, let's talk about the Milwaukee Brewers who got back in the win column yesterday in a back and forth game with the San Diego Padres and it starts at the very top of the first inning where Christian Yelich walks to lead it off and then Rowdy Telez ends up homering Christian Yelich in to take a 2-0 lead in the top of the first when they get to the bottom of the first starting pitcher for the Milwaukee Brewers is Colin Ray and this was not somebody that I was anticipating starting this game that I don't think anybody was anticipating starting this game the announcement that he was going to start this game was made maybe two and a half hours before the game actually started, and we got word that Colin Ray was getting the call up from Triple A Nashville to start again. And we had back to back days where uh, a player in the Triple A club was getting a call up to start in the big leagues. Obviously, yesterday did not go as well with Jansen Junk, and it looked like it was not going to go well again for Colin Ray, as he let off a first inning home run to Manny Machado, but he buckled in, got it all settled after that, even though lots of folks are saying, oh, well, here we go again. But Colin Ray, the rest of the way, six strikeouts, allowed two hits and a walk, just that one earned run on the solo shot by Machado in 5.2 innings of work. So really, really great stuff from Colin Ray uh, later on in the game after You know, we had the 2-1 lead for the Brewers. Mike Brasso extended the lead to 3-1 in the fifth inning with a solo shot home run of his own. Mike Brasso continuing uh, to look hot overall. Uh, That was his one hit on the day in three at-bats. And then we had, after uh, Colin Ray exited the game, Peter Shrizlecki looked really solid. But then we got Matt Bush in the eighth inning. And Matt Bush is, I think, very quickly playing himself out of this bullpen rotation, particularly when uh, Adrian Hauser hopefully gets back for the Milwaukee Brewers soon, because Matt Bush entered the game and gave up that two-run lead with a two-run home run. So then the Brewers end up entering the ninth inning, tied at 3-all. Josh Hader, former Milwaukee Brewer, of course, comes in and goes three up and three down against his forward team in the top of the ninth and the Padres get the chance to walk it off in the ninth inning but Devin Williams then comes in which we are used to seeing uh Devin Williams and then Josh Hader come in and uh, you have of course being that eight nine inning one two punch that the Milwaukee Brewers had for a couple of years there uh coming out of their bullpen this time we got Josh Hader coming out in the top of the ninth to pitch for San Diego and then Devin Hey, Devin Williams coming out to pitch in the bottom of the ninth for Milwaukee. In a 3-3 game, Devin Williams comes up, three up, three down as well, just like Josh Hader did in the top half of that inning. Devin Williams gets three strikeouts against the Padres in just 16 pitches. Really, really great outing from Williams there to not uh, lose the game. He ends up getting credited with the win because t- in the 10th inning, Christian Yelich is the ghost runner on second. Willie Adamas walks after that to lead off the inning, puts runners at first and second. Then Willie Adamas and Christian Yelich go for the double steal, pull it off, putting runners at second and third with nobody out. Uh, Adamas, that was actually his Willie Adamas' second steal of the game before Roddy Telez sack flies to get Christian Yelich in, and he ends up proving to be the winning run as Joel Piams ends up recording his first save when he comes in to the bottom of the 10th inning. Really great stuff, solid stuff from the Waukee Brewers. Uh, William Contreras also recorded a hit. That's his 10th game in a row with a hit. Kind of mentioned here, Roddy Telez with three RBIs in this one. He struggled yesterday, but as we mentioned two days ago, he had a really solid game as well in that uh, middle game against the Arizona Diamondbacks, that three-game series. So Rowdy hopefully coming alive a little bit, resurrecting his batting average slightly up to 189 now. Uh, you know, it was down at 147. So hopefully, hopefully getting Rowdy Teles back into, into form a little bit. Uh, Luke Voigt also reported a hit yesterday. We had talked a lot about how he had been struggling, but performed pretty decently over the last couple of outings for him. He's up to 208 on this season. So guys coming to, coming alive a little bit, uh, Garrett Mitchell had a tough day. He went over 5 with two strikeouts. He's come back down to earth a little bit, but uh, good stuff overall by the crew yesterday. And now they get ready for the rest of the weekend. Game two tonight, where Eric Lauer takes the mound for Milwaukee uh, against San Diego's Michael Wacha. Uh, that game will be on Valley Sports of Wisconsin at 8.40 p.m., followed by a couple of afternoon games on Saturday and Sunday. Saturday's game at 3.05 being started by uh, Freddie Peralta, and then Seth Lugo, that on Valley Sports Wisconsin, and FS1. And then game four of this series, we started by Wade Miley and Hugh Darvish, uh, aired on Bally Sports Wisconsin at 310. All those pitchers for the Padres are righties, so we're not going to see any of the wonky, you know, all righty, except Yelich kind of light up that we get when uh, in an opposing team trots out a left-handed pitcher, and then the Brewers try to get, the Brewers and Craig Council, I should say, try to get Funky not having any left-handed hitters in the lineup, except for Friskin uh, which that lineup ever just seems to go super well. I know Craig Council likes to play the platoon numbers, and it makes sense, but that's what we got in store for us this weekend. Overall, as the crew polishes off this four-game series against San Diego before then beginning a series against Seattle on Monday. The crew improved their record to 9-4, and and Pittsburgh ended up winning yesterday, winning the first game of their four-game series over the St. Louis Cardinals, so Milwaukee maintains its one-game lead over Pittsburgh for the lead in the NL Central as St. Louis continues to struggle to start the year. The team that everybody thought was the favorite for this division probably still is the favorite for this division, but continuing to lose continuing to put themselves behind the eight ball in the division against divisional opponents uh yeah I mean that's that's good for Milwaukee I know maybe I'll regret this later on in the season but would rather be competing with the likes of Pittsburgh for the pennant than uh competing with the St. Louis Cardinals so that is all for Milwaukee Brewers news now let's talk about the Wisconsin Badgers where AJ Storr commits to Wisconsin the basketball team. And we had talked about this a little bit yesterday, but really in passing on the AJ Store front of it, uh, because we had actually talked about um, Evan McChasey coming out potentially of Penn State to play for Wisconsin. And AJ Store is just a huge, huge, huge get for the Badgers. Everybody wanted AJ Store out of the portal. He had over 30 schools reach out to him in Xavier, Zag Arizona State, Auburn, BYU, Creighton, Florida, Georgetown, Michigan, Texas, Texas A&M, Indiana, Michigan, defending national champions, UConn, and A.J. Storr only visited UW. That's the only school he took a visit to, said that great guard was relentless in continuing to pursue him. Look, I think that... Folks are (laughs) not—I should be pleased with this commitment, especially if you are a great guard hater. I I know that nothing is actually going to please the great guard haters, but this is a fantastic get. And if you are taking an actual on-balance look at great guard as a recruiter, as a coach, this is something you need to look at and say, okay, great guard beat out the best of the best here, beating out over 30 schools. Not only did he have over 30 schools try to get him after uh, A.J. Store had decided to enter the transfer portal, he also beat out Rick Pitino at St. John's, uh, A.J. Storr's former school. And he's maybe, maybe uh top three coach in college basketball history. I mean, Rick Pitino wins literally everywhere they go. So this is just a, a really fantastic get for Wisconsin. Uh, AJ Store, very highly sought after, made the Big East All-Freshman Team, averaging 8.8 points, 1.9 rebounds, and 0.9 assists uh, last season. He also shot 40.4 percent from beyond the three-point line last year in just 21 minutes. So, really, really great stuff. Six foot six, 200 pounds. He's a former top 100 recruit. Uh, just last season, so the just recruiting pedigree, the athleticism is there in terms of what you would want to add to this Wisconsin Badgers roster, talking all about how this roster just needs more depth and certainly needs an athletic wing who can go out and create their kind of shot. Uh, This is is the guy that you want on the roster to replace Johnny Davis, who, of course, left after uh, last season to go to the NBA. This is the kind of talent that makes sense, that fits what Wisconsin would want to do in that sense. Uh, to, to create that same kind of offense, that energy uh, around Wisconsin for the hoop and maybe have them you know, get out into the open court a little bit more than just playing their uh, offense in the half court as they usually do. So, really great get for Wisconsin. Uh, AJ Store comes in with three years of eligibility remaining. And hats off to Greg Gard. Lots of folks say that he cannot recruit and this is Exactly the type of recruiting battle you want to see Greg Gard and Wisconsin winning. If you are skeptical of his ability, I mean, it's not every day that Wisconsin is going to go out and beat Michigan, Yukon, Indiana, Gonzaga, Sean Miller at Xavier for all these schools. Texas, uh, Texas A and M, Buzz Williams, uh, just fantastic, fantastic work by Greg Gard getting. Uh, getting AJ store on campus. So get. Let's move ahead to the Bucks. Milwaukee Bucks also got some great you know player personnel news yesterday, and that is that everybody is going to be healthy for the playoffs. Uh, Coach Mike Budenholzer talked to the media after the game, and we talked about this a couple of days ago. Sorry, not after the game. After practice, we talked a couple of days ago how. Chris Middleton had been limited for practice. Uh Grayson Allen and Pat Connaughton had been limited. And I had expressed my skepticism that Grayson Allen was going to be ready for game one. I had expressed that skepticism not just a couple days ago, but basically ever since uh head coach Mike Budenholzer said that the most optimistic scenario was that Grayson Allen would be ready for game one. And Budenholzer told reporters yesterday that Grayson Allen Pat Cunneson and Chris Middleton were all full participants in practice. Not only that, but it was no, no joke of a practice. Uh, Grayson Allen and Brooke Lopez both said that the practice yesterday was the most intense scrimmaging they have done since the All-Star break, so it was not a slow, leisurely practice. He had everybody in there going full speed, getting the reps in, getting the work in ahead of, of the playoffs. So really really fantastic news for the Bucks as they are going to be at full straight headed into the NBA playoffs. And that means there are uh no excuses moving forward. It's time to time to get some wins, hopefully bring home some hardware uh, at the end of the season here for the Milwaukee Bucks. And their first round opponent is going to be determined tonight uh, as the Chicago Bulls are in Miami to play the Heat. That game will be televised at 6 p.m. on TNT. The winner of that game faces the Bucks in the first round of the playoffs. And that should be very exciting. Uh, Game 1 for that series is going to be on Sunday. I just bought my tickets for Game 2. And when I did, I bought those tickets on TickPick. As a reminder, this is not an ad, just a service I love. And I want you to save money on your next ticket purchase. Uh, when you use TickPick, you will never pay service or delivery fees like you will on other ticket-selling apps. It comes with TickPick's best price guarantee, if you find a better price somewhere else for the same ticket, TickPick will refund you twice the difference in credit toward your next purchase. Plus, if you use my link in the podcast description, you'll save $10 on your first order. So go to the Google Play Store, go to the Apple App Store, search for TickPick, T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, download that app, use my link, in the podcast description, to get ten dollars off your first order, you're never going to pay service or delivery fees for tickets ever again, and you're going to get the best price for tickets, better price than you can get anywhere else. We'll always use TickPick for all of my ticket purchases, and so get there, get to game one of the, of the Milwaukee Bucks first round playoff series on Sunday. That game is going to be at four thirty p.m. on will be televised on TNT or on Valley Sports Wisconsin Extra. The Extra, of course, because the Milwaukee Brewers will be on the regular Valley Sports Wisconsin regional network at the same time, but it will be televised on TNT uh, for regular cable there. Uh, And, yeah, you're not getting to Game 1 that afternoon. Uh, Get to Game 2. I will be there that evening. And should be a great win for the Milwaukee Bucks, hopefully, to get through the first round. I don't anticipate them having much of a problem against either of these teams. Uh, I think, you know, Miami Heat are more spooky of a team in past years to play in round one than they are necessarily in this year. Uh, And I just don't have a lot of faith in this Chicago Bulls team overall. So I think this should be a solid win for the Milwaukee Bucks. I am hoping to drop a round one playoff series preview for the Milwaukee Bucks, a little bit of a longer form podcast just on that milwaukee bucks round one playoff series and do that tomorrow after we know who the bucks are going to play in round one after that uh opponent is determined tonight in this last eastern conference play-in game so i'll get to that get to that for you hopefully um before this game on sunday should be good stuff it'll be in the regular podcast feed and that's gonna come in lieu of you know, what would otherwise be a Saturday pod for a weekend preview or preview in the whole weekend here instead, aside from that Milwaukee Bucks first round playoff series. And uh, we'll have that in your feed for you either on Saturday morning or on Sunday morning. So keep a lookout for that. But that is all for today's edition of the Scotty Six Pack. Follow us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. to Start every day with everything you need to know in Wisconsin sports. While you're there, leave a nice review, five stars, kind comments, Tell some folks what you like about the show. Helps grow the show and will allow me to produce even better content for everyone. Thanks again for listening. I've been your host, Kendrick Stumbrist. on Wisconsin.